The following episode was originally uploaded to YouTube. For more on role-playing games, board game playthroughs, and video games, please see Black Belt Gaming on YouTube. Hey everybody, this is Robert from Black Belt Gaming. I'm wanting to move forward this series and kind of jump into character creation. I thought about doing a, vi a video about what this game is all about, but I think most folks already know. And this is going to be kind of jumping back into the old rules set and maybe comparing it to the more recent editions and what's different and what stayed the same and really as I said in my first video about why I'm doing this series I'm interested to take a look back at these rules and see how well they compare with the game that I was playing and loved so much so many years ago so character creation let's just jump in there well one of the first things you need to do is create the statistics, the generate the numbers for your character abilities. Strength, intelligence, wisdom, dexterity, constitution, and charisma. There's also something mentioned there about psionic ability, uh, but those are quite rare. They're going to range from 3 to 18. And <clears throat> we're talking about, it says here in, in the in the AD&D system that it's usually essential for a character to have a rating of 15 or above and at least a couple of characteristics. That's, uh, that's something I never really knew when I was younger and playing this game. Uh, I don't think I ever read or really bothered to read that part. So, uh, just an interesting little point there. And how do you generate these numbers? Well, uh, it says the referee has several methods on how random number generation should be accomplished. And so you didn't know. In the player's handbook, it wasn't there. You needed to follow the method that your dungeon master said was uh, going to be used for, for his or her game. Well, here we need to jump into the dungeon master's guide and see if we've got some information on how to generate character abilities. Well, here we have it on page 11 in the Dungeon Master's Guide. We've got several different methods. Method 1, it says all scores are recorded and arranged in the order the player desires. So if you happen to roll a high score and you want that to be for your intelligence, you can place it there. You roll four six-sided dice, and you throw away or discard the lowest die. So you're still only going to end up with three d6, but uh, you throw away the lowest one. This improves your chances of having a better uh, ability score. Method one, I think, is probably, from my experience, the most widely used. But let's take a look at some of the other methods. Methods 2, it says that all scores are recorded and arranged as in method 1, so you can place them where you want. 3d6 are rolled, not 4. And you roll them 12 times, 
and you keep the six best scores. So just a little variation there. Method number three, it says that the scores are rolled according to each category in order. You start with strength, then intelligence, wisdom, dexterity, constitution, charisma. 3d6 are rolled six times for each ability and the highest score in each category is retained. That's interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do that one, but it might be interesting to try. Method uh, four, 3d6 are rolled sufficient times to generate the six ability scores in order for 12 characters. So you're gonna make 12 guys here. And then you select the set of scores that you, think's, that you think best fits the idea uh, for the character that you want to play. So there we go. Over here on page 10, the Dungeon Master's Guide includes a mm, chart here, the bell curve for the 3D6. And you can see the numbers that will come up uh, most commonly here. It's going to range between 9 and 12. So you can consider a character's average ability scores uh, to range between 9 and 12. If you're below that, it's below average, or if you're above that, it's above average. I don't know this for a fact. Um, I didn't research his life. I didn't meet uh, Gary Gygax, but I've heard people say that in his uh, life outside of Dungeons and Dragons, he worked in the insurance industry. And dealing with probabilities was something that he did as part of his job. And that sort of mathematical uh, interest or um, habit of putting things into probabilities uh, mathematically, you know, the percent chance that something will happen was a big part of, of how this game was designed. So just an uh, interesting trivia point there that, that uh, may be true. Maybe one of you watching this video knows whether that's a fact or not. But uh, there we have it. Let's try to generate some ability scores and see what kind of numbers we get. Well, let's try method one, the most, I think in my opinion, the most uh, popular method. Got my dice here. These are from uh, Troll Lord Games. They, uh, they've designed castles and crusades, which I'll be talking about at a later time. But we're going to roll these four, and we'll keep the best three. So we'll drop the lowest one. If you see a dragon come up like this, that's a six. So already we've got a 10, and it looks like we're coming out with a 13 for our first score. Next one, seven, eight, nine for this one. And eight, nine, 10, 11. Another 11. Uh, let's see. 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. This is the last roll. Well, we've got a couple of 6s here, but only another 2 to add to it. So that's going to give us a 14. Well, we haven't even assigned these yet. Um, but this is a pretty average uh, guy. You know, we're looking between 9 and 12 as the average rolls. Even with method 1, I wasn't rolling so well. 
We only have one that's slightly above average, and that's our 14. So we could make a character with this. Um, it just depends on what kind of character we would want to play, what kind of class, or, or uh, you know, if we wanted a fighter, we'd put it into strength. Uh, if we wanted a, a magic user, like a wizard, we'd put it into intelligence. So it just depends, but that's that's method one. Well, method two says we only roll 3d6, but we're going to do it 12 times, and we can assign them in any order. So let's uh, see what we get here. Got a 10. And 8. Whoa, look at that. We got an 18. Wow. All dragons. Got an 18. Let's keep going. Uh, got a 12. <laughs> These are almost coming up better. 3d6 here. Uh, seven. Whoa! And that's uh, the universe coming into balance. We got a three. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, we rolled six times. Let's go another six. Not bad there. That's 14. And that's pretty good too. Uh, 15. And seven. I think we only have two more to go. Whoa! Three! Again. So maybe that means we'll roll another 18. Not quite. We got a 14. Alright, well let's let's take a look at this. <clears throat> we rolled 3d6 12 times and we could select the best score. So selecting the six best We've got a much better character here. Uh, the lowest ability is on the high end of the average, and then everything else is above average. So sort of following the guidelines here of trying to have a character with at least two attributes that are 15 or higher, it really helps a character make it uh, or survive. Uh, we've got that. So that's method two. For the next method, method three. <clears throat> we need to go in order. Strength, intelligence, wisdom, dexterity, constitution, charisma. And we need to roll 3d6. And we roll them six times for each of those ability scores. That's a lot of rolling. I'm not going to take up all your time with that, but let's see what we come up with. Okay, <clears throat> finally, let's see what we came up with. All right, with this method, we've got strength at 12 on the high end of average there. Intelligence 15, wisdom 16, so we could be looking at a wizard or a cleric here. Dexterity 11 within average. Constitution, the general health of the character is above average at 15. Charisma is 14. So, above average there. <clears throat> so, intelligence and wisdom are our best scores. 
Well, the last method reminds me a lot of, of the basic uh, Dungeons and Dragons rules. Remember, this is advanced Dungeons and Dragons. In the basic rules, you roll 3d6 and you go down the line. You go in order. And whatever you come up with is what you have. Uh, it's pretty harsh. But what you're doing here with advanced Dungeons and Dragons, which is a little step up from the basic game, you're going to be rolling 3d6 down the line in order but you're going to do this for 12 characters and you're going to choose the best character. Okay, this is going to take me a little while. Let's see what we come up with. Okay, we've got 12 characters. Let's pick the best one. It's, uh, it's really kind of hard to choose. It kind of depends on what you want to play. But if let's say if I was playing a fighter who has strength as his best score. I've got a 16 here. Intelligence is 11, so average. The only score that's below average is his wisdom, so he could be seen as not particularly uh, pious or religious. He could be a bit naive. Dexterity, constitution, charisma, all within the upper range of average, so that's not a bad character. I think I did have one where I rolled a couple of 16s, Wisdom and Constitution. That might not be bad for a Cleric, although the Strength score is not very good. Uh, what else do we have? I think we had a 15 over here in Dexterity. Could be a possible Thief character. Uh, rather kind of bland other than that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's standing out. Once again, a good wisdom score, but not very good on strength. Uh, here's a 14 in strength. So-so. Eh, um, I thought I had one that had a decent... We had a 13-13. Could probably do a, a fighter magic user or some kind of uh, multi-class there. Anyway, that is the fourth method. So we've covered all three. Uh, so which method would I prefer out of this experience? Well, I think just by the, the die rolling, uh, method two came out to be the best one uh, for me. And method two, let me remind myself again, that was 3d6 rolled 12 times and you keep the highest six. So we, we rolled 3d6. 12 times and we chose the best six scores that ended up being making the best character but I think method one is the most popular because honestly as I was doing these this was the fastest and this was probably next and then it got pretty lengthy this took a while so uh, if you're looking for speed in creating your ability scores, I think that's why maybe method one is the most popular. It's just the fastest and easiest to do and gives you a better chance, although I didn't roll so well. But there we have it, the ability scores and the different methods of generation. So ability scores, we've gone through the different methods that uh, a dungeon master could use with his group of characters. 
Um, I think next time maybe we'll take a look at the individual ability uh, scores and their charts and what they allowed a character to do. So when did these come into play? And then uh, for those of you that have played AD&D, what method of character generation of those four or five methods was your preferred method? So let me know. Thanks everybody. I'll catch you again soon.